When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So once upon a time, there was a CEO of an organization that was really struggling. And on this one particular day, the CEO had received back the engagement surveys that were done for the organization, and they were terrible. Many of these employees had stated how unhappy they were working in this organization. So as it turns out, this company's CEO and their location was very close to the beach on the West Coast. And the CEO decided to go out for a walk. And walking along the beach, came across a genie's lantern. And as most fairy tales, right, you see a genie's lantern, you pick it up, and the, the CEO picked this up and, and rubbed the side of it. And a genie appeared. And the genie said, thank you for releasing me from this lamp. And as a token of my gratitude, I'll grant you one wish. And as the CEO thought about what would be so important for them at this point, they were just frazzled where they were and really were thinking about a vacation. And they had always wanted to go to Hawaii. The problem was that this CEO was afraid to fly and couldn't go on a boat. So the CEO said to the genie, well, I would love to go to Hawaii. Could you build a bridge from the West Coast to Hawaii? And the genie looked and said, well, that's going to take a lot of materials. That's also going to provide a, a huge environmental challenge for me to do this. I, I can, and I will do it. But is there anything else that you might want that I could grant for your wish? And if, if I can't do that, I promise you I will build you this bridge to Hawaii. And the CEO thought for a minute, and he said, well, you know what? It would be helpful if you could teach me how to engage my employees within the organization. And the genie scratched his head. He said, you've got me. Would you like this to be one lane or two lanes for your bridge to get to Hawaii? And we chuckle on that, right? We think, well, this is a difficult task that we're asking to do to, to provide behaviors that a leader can engage their employees. And I would argue that it really is, is not. That building this bridge and engaging these employees is something that we all have the ability to do, regardless of its employees or just other relationships, that we're building bridges. And as I go through and talk to you about certain behaviors, certain cables that can create this bridge that I'm talking about, I would ask you to challenge yourself. And as we go through these, what type of bridge are you building in your relationships? Right? As the CEO was, was thinking about the connection or lack of connection with their employees, 
they probably were envisioning wanting something to look like this, a beautiful bridge. And for those that are familiar with it, this is the Golden Gate Bridge. And what's interesting about this bridge is that from tower to tower, that one cable is about three feet in diameter. But if you do a cross section of that, you'll find that it's actually over 23,000 individual cables that are in there. And to me, that's very much like our relationships, that they're built on individual behaviors, just like every one of those cables wrapped together. The more we behave in ways that are positive, the stronger this bridge becomes so that it looks like this. Some interesting facts as well in regards to the Golden Gate Bridge is that on, uh, I believe it was in May of 1987, this bridge celebrated its 50th anniversary. And as a celebration, what they decided to do was close the bridge down and open it up to foot traffic. Now they expected about 50,000 people to show up, when in reality over half a million people showed up to cross this bridge. Only 300,000 could fit on the bridge. And there are articles out there that talk about this was the day that the bridge flattened, because there were so many people on this bridge that the tension of it actually made the bridge go flat, to the point that people were getting sick on the middle of the bridge because it was moving so much. This bridge has the ability to go up and down almost 16 feet in a day. And it has the ability to sway left to right almost 27, almost 27 feet. Now again, to me, that speaks to the strength of this bridge and, and just like our relationships, that the stronger they are, the more tension and stress they can handle, right? That if I were to go up to this bridge and cut 100 cables off of this bridge, Nothing is going to happen. It'll need to be repaired, right? But nothing detrimental will happen to anybody crossing this bridge. And again, that's how we should be looking at the relationships that we build when we build them over a period of time through these cables that I'm going to talk to you about. This is the type of bridge that we build. Unfortunately for that CEO in the story that I was talking about, this is probably more like the bridge that they experienced and, and many experience in their companies. This bridge. On the day that it was built, even if you might not like crossing a rope bridge that looks like this, that it was stable enough to cross. The problem with this bridge is that it was never maintained. We crossed and crossed, but never took care of it to make sure that we maintained it in a way that allowed it to, to maintain its own strength. Right? So how do we change that? How do we create that first bridge that we're talking about? And I would like to suggest that we do it through what are called cables. And these are based on six behaviors. Six behaviors that any one of us has the ability to demonstrate. And when we do it consistently, we will find that our bridges get stronger. The first cable in this cables bridge that we talk about is congruence. This is about walking the talk. What I say and what I do, is it the same? And when it's in alignment, then we've already started to build this bridge and get the strength going. Unfortunately, if you think about organizations or in any situation when what we say and what we do is not the same thing, we start to lose trust. The bridge builds or breaks down when that happens. In organizations, this CEO in my story who had just received the report that the employees weren't engaged, how many of those employees may have read in the mission statement of the organization that its employees are what? Its most valuable asset. But how many really believe that? Probably not many. That is being out of alignment. The other 
part of congruence, though, is consistency. Are we consistent with everybody? Does everybody get treated the same way within the organization? Does some get preferential treatment? And when that happens again, our bridge starts to break down. So the next behavior, the next cable in this cable's bridge that we're building is around appreciation. And this actually has two parts. So the first thing we talk about is recognizing people for who they are. Right? And we hear so much today around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I would challenge that the cables that we talk about today address all three of those things. And by default, create an environment where DEI um, naturally will occur. So in this situation, though, when we talk about appreciation from the standpoint of biases, we all have them. And it's in recognizing that we might have them that we're able to overcome them. That maybe I hear of somebody coming into our, to our department and somebody says, oh, wait until so-and-so gets your department. They are such a problem, right? Well, when that happens, a bias starts to be built where when the person comes to our department, I'm automatically looking for the problem in them. And we, we almost at times create that person that we don't want to see. The second part of appreciation, though, in building this cable's bridge is about recognizing people for what they do. And oftentimes, we don't do that enough. Gallup is one of the largest organizations that does engagement surveys. And in one of their questions of what they call the Q12, they ask employees to mark off in the last seven days, have they been recognized for doing good work? In the last seven days, have they been recognized for doing good work? And when that doesn't happen, people become disengaged. So there's a model here that you can use called RPMs, which is recognize positive moments. And just like in your vehicle, right? when your RPMs run too low, your vehicle is probably going to stall out. The engine, something is not right. And I would argue that in organizations, when people aren't recognized enough for what they do, there's disengagement that, that comes in. Now, the flip side of this is also important to understand, though, is that when we recognize people in ways that are insincere, um, when we maybe have employee of the month, employee of the day, employee of the hour, when they're really not sincere, then just like in our car, this goes to the other side, and it redlines. And the, the engine in a car would burn out. In an organization, when we have insincere recognition, it builds cynicism within the organization. But there's a sweet spot that we all have in terms of how we like to be recognized and the amount that we need. And we do all need it, just on different levels. Now, the question might come up for you is to say, well, how do I do it in a way that it doesn't come across as insincere? And there really are three things that you can think about when you do this. Is one, when you recognize somebody, that you do it in a way that's not expected. So it's not every Thursday somebody gets recognized. It could be any time that we recognize somebody. The next thing that we do is that we make it specific that not just you do a good job, but what specifically did they do a good job at? And then lastly, that it's meaningful for that person. That takes a little more work, but it's so important for us to understand what is it that the people on my team like in terms of how they like to be recognized. Because somebody might like to be recognized in public. Somebody else might just say, I don't. Pull me aside, send me a note, but don't, don't call me out in front of the whole group. 
as a leader, this is really important to build this cable. The next one we talk about in terms of building this bridge is belongingness. So much research on this now in terms of the importance that belongingness has or relatedness in an organization. And what belongingness and relatedness can often be the result of is what we would call psychological safety. Right. And psychological safety is nothing more than being in an environment where I feel like I can say what I need to say without feeling as though I'm going to be ridiculed or retaliated against, or I would say worse at times is being ignored. Not feeling as though you really have a voice in what goes on in the organization. As leaders, we have a huge responsibility to create an environment where people feel as though they belong. Right? So when we come back to the idea of diversity, equity, and inclusion, this is where the inclusion piece comes in. Right? When we're behaving in ways that we're, we're trying to foster belongingness, we automatically are creating inclusion. The next is around listening. And I think this is probably one of the most difficult things we can do, but one of the most important things that we need to do. And I'm going to talk about listening in four different ways. So the first, we listen with our ears. And when we listen with our ears, we're listening for tone of voice, body or the words that somebody might use. Um, the pace that somebody speaks at is also important. And I would ask you to imagine, just like I've got pictures of, of earbuds up here, is to think of listening that way, is that you almost have these in so that you, you block out anything else that's going on around you. And we can probably all think of situations where somebody has been that intent in listening to us that it feels different for us. Right? I could say one sentence and say it in a number of different ways, and it'll have different meaning. And I'll, I'll give you the example of, I could say, I didn't take your book. Right? So I didn't take your book. Well, if I say, I didn't take your book, we know that that probably means somebody else took it. Right? Or if I say, I didn't take your book, probably means I took somebody else's book, but it wasn't yours. Or I could say, I didn't take your book. I took your wallet. I took your computer. I took something else, but it wasn't your book. What's interesting about that, right? It's the same sentence. It's the same words. But how I say it changes the meaning of it completely. And it's important for us to listen in that way. The next, we listen with our eyes. And this is about body language, facial expressions, right? Reading what somebody does with their body, so important for us to be able to do as we really listen. And if we think of listening with both of these, with our eyes and our ears, so much of us now is invested in this other person. Then we move on to listening with our mind. And this is about really listening from a standpoint of curiosity, right? That somebody might say something, but maybe what they said and what they mean is not the same thing. And this allows me to, to pause at this point and maybe ask for clarity. Maybe I say, um, or I ask, you know, you said this. I, I want to make sure, is this what you meant? Right before I jump into thinking I know what they meant, is I'm going to ask for some, some clarification on this. It's slowing things down. Now, the last part of listening that we need to do is we listen with our heart. And this really is about listening in a way to try and put yourself in the other person's shoes. Right? Imagine what it would be like if, if the other person was the one that was dealing with a difficult challenge. How would, I, how would I want them to listen to me if this were reversed? And when we listen with all four of those, we're fully invested in whoever we're listening to. And we're building a much stronger bridge with that person. Next, we have empathy. This is another one of our tables that builds this bridge. And it stands on its own. We need to have empathy. Right? Imagining 
especially if I'm the leader, if I'm the CEO of this organization, somebody that is coming in that's new to the organization, what was it like for me when I was new to an organization? To remember those things. Or if I have to have a difficult conversation with somebody on my team, what was it like when somebody had a difficult conversation with me? How would I want to be treated in this situation? So important for us as we build that cable in this bridge. And then the last cable in this bridge that we're building is around specifics. And that's all about clear expectations. Right? Too often, we really don't have clear expectations with one another. Or, or when we don't, certainly we see that that's where the problem in our relationship comes in, is that what I thought you wanted from me and what I delivered is not the same thing. And, and we can both leave frustrated, because I could leave thinking I, gave, I did what I was supposed to do. And I'm frustrated that I can't make you happy. I can't satisfy what you're asking me to do. And you could leave frustrated as the leader saying, you don't listen to direction well. You don't follow through on your projects. So important for us to make sure that we're setting clear expectations first. And then we hold each other to ownership on those. And I think that part is critical. And in organizations and a lot of the work that I do, if there's a breakdown, it can oftentimes be is when there is clear expectations, there's not follow through. There's not accountability to those. We sort of let things slide. And what it does is it circles back around to, be, to the beginning cable that we talked about around congruence and alignment, that what we said and what we do is not the same thing. We're out of integrity when that happens. Cables, these behaviors, congruence, appreciation, belonging, listening, empathy, specifics. Each one of us in here. We're the architect, we're the engineer, and we're the builder of our relationship bridges, every one of them. The strength of our cables, how we demonstrate these, will determine which type of bridge that, that we have that we're going to cross. It really is up to us. So that's my challenge to you is, as you go out is, is really look and ask yourself, what kind of bridges are you building? What kind of behaviors have you developed? It's up to you. Thank you. podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.